the Free for All Roundtable. Brought to you by Lexus Avon, Canada's newest Lexus dealer, near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think. Round one. On the panel this morning on round one, Vass Bednar is here, Executive Director of the Master of Public Policy and Digital Society degree at McMaster University. Toronto lawyer Courtney Betty of Betty's Law and Jerry Agar from the Jerry Agar Show right here on News Talk 1010. Um, I actually will get to the, um, the liberal leadership debate, but I think that is also really intensely for political wonks. I'm not sure even of the wonks how many people were watching it last night. We'll get to that. But I wanted to start with uh, Justin Trudeau and a raft of new announcements he made yesterday. Uh, Courtney Betty, I'll begin with you. It seemed that he was quite anxious to look busy, and I guess that's because at the moment he's not particularly popular. Um, so of the things that he announced yesterday, I guess we can unpack a few of them. One would certainly be that uh, Ottawa wants to remove the GST on new rental housing, which Lisa Raitt, who's on a task force right now, told us less than an hour ago is actually a good idea. Uh, John, I'm not sure, you know, when, it, when I saw the announcement, I'm not sure what it means, right? Because if you remove the GST from new builds, what impact does that have on the consumer? If there's a 15%, a $500 a million dollar home, and you've got to pay the taxes on that, is the, is the developer going to pass that on to the purchaser? That's a key question that, that's still not out there, that's not addressed as of yet. And that's my concern. There's no indication that the consumer will benefit versus the developer at this stage. Yeah, Jerry Egger, I'll turn to you on this one. I was expressing a bit of uh, fear a little earlier on the show, which is that we seem to be trying to find a way to incentivize people to do something that already is profitable, so we're just making it more profitable. Well, maybe. Um, I think I think it's a, <coughs> excuse me, a cynical response to say, oh, they just won't pass it along. Well, you don't know that. You can wait and see what happens. And I'm not going to come in here and stump against taking a tax off something. I, I mean, that's one of the best yeah. ideas I've heard from Trudeau in a long time. Okay, but Vaz, I always say cutting taxes is easy. Paying the bills isn't. Yeah, that's totally true. I mean, I think because of the tenure of this government, maybe they're more open to snatching up good ideas. That's kind of what we want to see happen. And in terms of the you know, perverse externalities or unintended consequences of what could happen that remains to be seen, but it seems to be welcome from the sector. So let's see if it actually catalyzes, you know, more builds or if the financing environment is just going to be what's holding people back. Let me stick with you, Vaz, for a second on another announcement yeah. yesterday, which wasn't really an announcement. Justin Trudeau pulled what I call an Aunt Barbara. Uh, my Aunt Barbara was uh -huh. always like, pull the car over. I'm going to whale the tar out of these kids. Uh, Justin Trudeau <laughs> said, uh, uh, grocery retailers need to figure out a way to lower the price of groceries or he will and i keep thinking and exactly how do you plan on doing this yeah how do you plan i mean i think what we saw is that is the plan to call them to the table and this is more of an approach that was taken in france right the grocer grocers actually came to the table voluntarily and said don't impose anything on us through legislation like you know take a step back but we're going to each design our own kind of temporary plan uh to pause 
the rate of growth of prices and the growth of prices on certain food items. So there was, you know, uh, they could make their own selections and arguably, you know, preference their own private label products over others. You could view that as a form of price discipline across competitors. I think what's really confusing about it, though a lot of people were sort of cheering on the internet, is that uh, it's sort of, it's like, it's almost like working with some market consolidation, right? And that makes people feel like they're encouraging cartel behavior to introduce kind of maybe a temporary short-term measure. And of course, it opens the door to lots of other questions, you know, the supply chain, passing prices up and down where people are being squeezed and also other regulatory layers with food. Jerry Yeager, your thoughts? Well, uh, I, I always uh, hesitate to think that uh, a good idea is to have government decide what the price of something ought to be. Government can certainly do that. They can't do anything about cost. And, you know, just off the top of my head, maybe Jugmeet Singh and Justin Trudeau don't know how to run a grocery store. Uh, so maybe they should stay out of it. And uh, additionally, I, I just, I look at this and I think, what, what does government run really well that would indicate they, they have the smarts to do this? And, and... <laughs> Are they actually talking about colluding on prices? I thought that was illegal. Well, and Courtney, Betty, there is a certain irony to everybody saying this government must do something about inflation. I mean, they called it just inflation. And then when Justin Trudeau threatens that he might do something about the price of food, everybody says, how dare you meddle with the market? Well, John, I completely agree with Baz. That's the same thought that I had when I heard this. Like, you don't bring all of these companies together to sit at a table and start having these discussions. In Canada, we have a thing called the Competition Act. It is there. The purpose of the Com Competition Act is to create competitive prices and product choices. And so the act is already in place. Why can't someone utilize the act and look at what's happening in the gro in the grocery situation? More well, importantly, that, I think- That's why I think they go, gave go market powers, right? That's another thing, they're giving market powers, which is why we saw the grocery report from earlier this year sucked so bad, because the Competition Bureau couldn't compel all the information it actually needed from grocers to do the most robust study possible. So sorry to interrupt you. No, no, but I, I think the other part of it is, uh, you know, going to Jerry's point, we need consumers to step up, right? You've, you're hurting right now. There is a thing called the Competition Act. You can actually file a complaint there, and I guarantee you that more complaints flooding the Competition Tribunal, there will be changes happening in these areas. You know, so it's a situation where everyone's got to Got to, got to take a step and not rely on potential promises from uh, from government. Okay, and in order to sort of close the loop on this discussion, we have to uh, reference Jugmeet Singh. And Vaz, you signaled that you were kind of hot on this issue. He's championing a bill that would effectively tamp down corporate powers. What's that about? Well, exactly. I think it's an exciting moment for Canada because the Competition Act, that one piece of legislation, is under review. And we're seeing a lot more attention to corporate power and consolidation in Canada. And what's politically new is that we're not just talking about foreign companies. We're talking about hometown companies, Canadian companies. So if we're entering into this period of uh, competition over these like one-off, you know, who can sort of flex the most power in a particular sector, then I think it's a little bit tricky. But I think it's good that we have more ideas coming forward, right? 
we're hearing that the NDP might bring forward a private member's bill to crack down more on price gouging. Price gouging right now we do focus on at a provincial level, um, giving the agency more tools. We do, you know, there's growing support to empower the Competition Bureau. This is aligned with what the Bureau has called for and actually a long, long standing idea. And, you know, this other weird thing came up. You probably talked about it on the show. It's kind of, it's it's a contract of adhesion. It's, it's, um, when a large grocery store is a landlord of like a commercial area, they can impose kind of other uh, restrictions on smaller tenants because they're the anchor tenant, which is why some Dollaramas don't sell bread in Halifax, right? So this has been part of the liberal announcement yesterday. As to how you actually do that, the nitty gritty, that's a little bit of a question mark for me, but we're starting to have, at least we're talking about coalescing around the problem. As for the solution set, it's uh, becoming a bit of a jumble. Okay, listen, I wanted to reference the Liberal leadership debate last night, the first of five. Um, Jerry Igar, I would wager you were probably watching the baseball game. Yeah, I was just wondering if Bonnie Crombie would like to play second base or something. Like, it's just, uh, you know, we need we need a shake-up over there, and I'm willing to consider anybody. Yeah, okay. Um, Courtney, Betty, you know, this is one of those times where I, I, I was the same way at the federal conservatives. I mean, they're the opposition party. I said, get back to me when you've elected a leader. So I don't know necessarily that people are going to parse everything that was said by the five candidates last night. Well, I, I think right now the Liberals absolutely. We, we know who, where they're where they're at. They need help, and Bonnie Crombie is the one that stepped forward, and she will be elected. I mean, we can go through all these debates, and we can have all these attacks on whether she should take donations from builders and all those things. But at the end of the day, the Liberals desperately need her. So let, let's get to the end of the race. Okay. So Vaz, do you think it's inevitable? I mean, in politics, I feel like nothing is. And the danger here is that, you know, should should she succeed, these other her challengers will need to also become her supporters. So this is an interesting kind of intermediate moment in terms of, you know, where will you sort of fall after this person potentially becomes a leader of a party that you're also a part of. Our scandals in Canada are so lackluster and tedious that it's sometimes somewhat vexatious. And Jerry, I'll come back to you on this. The latest scandal would be Pierre Polyev gets on the microphone or the PA system on a plane. People complain. The union complains. Now he's complaining that somebody's trying to steal his freedom of speech. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and I did talk about it yesterday, and I, I want to make sure that I say I talked about it yesterday because I did think there was some common sense to a tweet I saw yesterday. Or what do we call that now? Uh, I don't know, an X? An X. Well, somebody axed out. Uh, media desperate to make this a story. Yeah. And I think there's some truth to that. Yeah, I mean, Vas Bednar, it doesn't get more stupid than debating whether or not a politician should talk for 45 seconds in the PA of a plane that is mostly occupied by members of his party. It becomes silly, but maybe, you know, for many people, it's this tangible microcosm of freedom, right? Who can do what? What's within reason? Um, and for that reason, I think it will get a little bit more attention than it deserves. But it's absolutely uh, silly stuff. Courtney, you're going to launch a uh, charter challenge here? <laughs> no, John. I, it reminds me, I was on a plane and there was a famous singer. I won't say who was on the plane. Ended up getting up and singing happy birthday to a... Uh, to someone and everyone on the plane applauded like i mean let's move on i mean this is just so silly that that uh that we're, that we're speaking about something like this uh, 
and this has become our idea of a scandal in Canada. So Maybe my, next time yeah. I fly, I'll bring along the that morning's opening commentary from my show, and I'll just deliver it for free to the people on the plane. There you go. Okay, so so much of what we've been talking about has been about consumer products, mostly edibles or drinkables, and taxation. And Vaz, I'll let you have the last word on uh, a bill by an opposition MPP to eliminate the basic tax on Ontario wines, which instantly is a tax we don't see. It's not charged at the retail level. I mean, <laughs> it goes back to what we were saying, opening up, removing a tax seems easy. Let's do it. Is it is it a no brainer? What are the potential unintended consequences of doing that? Next step for Canada is to talk about interprovincial trade uh, in a more holistic way. But that sort of seems like either something we're very comfortable with or a third rail. All right. Let's call it there. Thank you all very much. Jerry Agar is going to be back at 9.50 to tell us what's happening on the Jerry Agar show today from 10 to noon. My thanks to Courtney Betty and Vaz Bednar. A somewhat heady discussion about uh, consumables and taxation, but I actually found it because I didn't understand the file. I thought our, our guys brought some interesting stuff to the table. Catch the round table, round one at 7.45, round two at 8.45. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.